0: Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Self-Helpless Podcast. I'm Delaney Fisher. And I'm Kelsey Cook. And today, oh my gosh, it's basically everything that you've ever wanted to know about the female orgasm. Uh, that is yeah, what we're talking yeah. about. Holy shit. You will not want to miss this. Everybody should tune into this one. Um, we have an incredible guest. Susan Bratton is here. Susan is an author, sex educator, and intimacy expert and advocate. Susan has authored and published 34 different books, programs, including the See Me Sex Ed video collection. Over 1.25 million copies of her books have been enjoyed by everybody worldwide, and this episode truly blew our minds. I mean, there's things that we learned today that I definitely never knew about my body and what it was capable of. Kels, what are your
3: initial thoughts? (laughs) Yeah, again, it's like, where was this type of sex ed? It's just, it's it's crazy that we can be in our 30s just now learning about this, and it's about our own bodies. It's not even... I mean, she taught us, I think, also so much about our uh, partner's bodies and the type of sex that you can be having together as well as solo pleasure and all that stuff. But it's just like, man, we've been walking around with this stuff for 30 plus years not knowing its full potential and she just, she busted so many myths about orgasms it's just, I I know I've been saying this lately, but I do feel like there have been some episodes that have come out recently, recently on the show where I'm like, dude, this is one of my favorite episodes, which yeah. is like so informative and really mind-blowing. So I think you guys will really, really love this one.
0: Yes. A teaser for this episode. If you think you cannot orgasm and if you think you can't squirt and whatever else you think you can't do, apparently Susan says you are wrong and that everybody can. You can so- do it. <laughs> do it. Listen to this episode. Use all this information and make it happen. I am so excited that we all found this information. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, before we get into it, Kels, um, yeah. what do you got going on?
3: Yeah, so um, I'm going to be at Flappers in Burbank on Saturday, June 24th, doing an L.A. show there. Um, I don't know if there will still be tickets available by the time this comes out, but if there are, go to KelseyCook.com, grab some. I'm going to be in Phoenix in July, Dania Beach, uh, Florida in August, as well as Davenport, Iowa, just lots of stuff. My summer's a little lighter on tour dates than the rest of the year just because I'm trying to, you know, be a human being. Be uh be taking a little bit of a, a break here and there. So anyway, it's all at kelseycook dot com though, and make sure you go watch my special, The Hustler, on YouTube. So yeah.
0: Yes, fabulous. And if you want to come over to um, my podcast, the Minimalist Business Podcast, you can find that at delaneyfisher.com. It is a private show, but it's completely free. You just sign up, you get it delivered to your inbox, you can connect it to your favorite podcast app. We basically talk about uh, career pivots and transitions, whether it's growing a business or you know asking for promotions or raises, all that stuff, all about building your dream career and whatever is
3: next for you. So I'd love to have you over
0: there. And I think that does it.
3: Fantastic. Okay, guys, enjoy our episode with Susan. We will talk to you in the outro. All right, Susan, thank you so much for being here with us today. It's my pleasure. I am so excited to hang out with the two of you beautiful
2: goddesses today and talk <laughs> about how to have the hottest sex possible. Yeah. Uh, why wouldn't I love being here? <laughs> Oh.
0: I love it. It's 10, it's 10 in the morning for me, and I'm going to be talking about coming for the next hour. This is this is how I want to start every morning of mine. Yes. Appreciate they'll,
2: it. There'll be a little <laughs> solo pleasuring sesh after this one. <laughs>
0: We have a break in between my next appointment. So, you know.
3: Fantastic. (laughs) Yes. So I'm sure you get asked this a lot, but I'm curious about this and I bet our listeners are too. How did you get into this line of work? What was it about orgasms and sex that made you go, I want to be an expert in this and talk about this for a living?
2: I know it's so funny. I literally talk about sex and have sex 24 seven. It's so funny. <laughs> I don't have that much sex. I mean, I have sex a few times a week, but it's yeah. good. It's hot. It's satisfying. It's, it's inventive. It's yeah. soul nourishing. You know, it's just, I just. At 61, I'm having the best sex of my life. It's oh my, my second gosh. career. For the last two wow. decades, I've essentially been teaching people how to transform having sex into making love. Wow. I like what I call heart-connected, conscious, passionate lovemaking. So I want it to be really wow. connected, really loving. It can be dirty and yeah. loving, right? <laughs> yeah. No problem there. Yeah, I wanted to be conscious. We're communicating. We both feel good. There's no weirdness. There's no shame. We're like gung ho together. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and I wanted to be passionate. I wanted to just be like super hot and turned on. Like one of the things I recently did. Um, so I have a husband and I also have a couple boyfriends and, um, oh, okay I know I'm really in this like massive expansion right now. And I just yeah. wanted to have a few like extra lovers. And my husband and I have been together 30 years. We have the best sex of all my sex, but I also about, we we've been open in our relationship for more than half of our relationship. Our okay. daughter knows it's, it's very common. And, um, I just, with one of my boyfriends, I was like, I really love making out with him. Mm-hmm. And I said, and we stand like usually we get in the bed and we make out. You know, I kind of like nestle in his arms and we make out. And um I said, I really want to stand up and mm-hmm. make out. And he goes, Oh, that sounds fun. And I said, Yeah, because then we can like rub our hands all over each other and you can play with my boobs more easily. And <laughs> you know, <Yeah. laughs> it just I can press my body against yours and He loved it and so did I. And he has another girlfriend too. She's in our fluid bonded circle. Mm -hmm. So because he doesn't live in the same town that I do, he also has another girlfriend. She knows about us. We're all good. It's a happy family. And um, uh, he said, oh, I I did that with my girlfriend and she loved it too. And it's just so much fun to just, Feel into what sounds good to your body and ask your partner for it and have them be a yes. And it ends up being so much fun. And that's what I really like about the conscious part of sex. And then the the lovemaking is I don't like performative sex. I don't like pornography style sex. Not, Not that I don't have some incredible, crazy sexual experiences but mm-hmm. I really want everything to come from within me I want all my ideas I don't want to be in infu- I don't want anybody else's agenda for my maybe. sex life mm-hmm. I want to make the shit up myself figure it out do it and love it and so I don't want to be influenced by the media for my sex life now okay. here I am on a podcast talking about hot sex maybe influencing someone else you know so I I get that there's Definitely. I don't know what that would be some tension around that construct. I do understand that. Mm -hmm. But I think when you're describing passionate lovemaking, when you're describing what that's like when you're having it, and you're describing it for, for, for people, especially not just for women but for men too because they really got sucker punched by pornography they really got disconnected from heart connection they really have lost the connection from their cock and their heart and they really need to get that back that that connection going again and yeah. so i like to give people hot and sexy ideas of fun things to do together that i call erotic play dates. so i've been doing that for 20 years as wow. my second career
3: wow okay there's So
2: many more questions now. Scratch all the questions I had. <laughs> Let's go, Del. You lay a mommy, mama. I am ready for you. I am <laughs> here. Oh, oh wow! I-,
0: I would just love to know how you've navigated. What it, is it called? An open marriage? Yeah. for The past. Yeah, half of your marriage, and just anything that you're willing to share about that, because I am intrigued. so yeah intrigued by all of it.
2: Well, it's very difficult. It requires a lot of intellectual capacity. Excellent scheduling and, and a willi- <laughs> an ability to be very vulnerable, very honest, a, a willingness to be hurt sometimes, a willingness to feel, you know, left out and ask to be brought back in. Um, there have been amazing, incredible times, and there have been times that have been heartbreaking. Um, but I, I look at all of that as just, you know, learning, growing. It just, it makes you stronger, all of it. And through thick and thin, I have been in love with my husband. He's been in love with me. We we are the stable base. We are the platform upon which all of the other pleasure sits. We mm-hmm. are We are the secure foundation. You know, it's interesting. In sex, there's this idea of, it's kind of like a an equation, but it's not a hard one. Don't worry. If you're shitty at math, it's no problem. (laughs) I'm shitty at math. So it's these, this plus this equals desire, desire and hot sex and it's variety, novelty, adventure, that plus safety, security, trust, surrender equals Mm -hmm. increased desire. And when you're in long-term monogamous relationships, you've got a lot of the trust and the safety, but not enough variety. And I'm a variety hound. Plus, I'm a sex expert. I need to have experiences of across the spectrum, so that I have the compassion, the understanding, the empathy for all of my fans who are constantly sliding into my DMs, writing to me off my newsletter here's my story. Will this work for me? What would you do? That's what's made me good at what I do is Mm -hmm. the millions of people who've asked me questions, watched my videos, etc. So on the open relationship thing, I would say that it's number one is safety of making sure that anyone that we are intimate with has been fully STI tested. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's like literally the foundation of our, our open relationship is we have this thing called a fluid bonded agreement. And then the second piece is that we have fairly long-term relationships with people. I've had partners that I've been with for up to nine years. Um, and And yet, sometimes, when you are providing a stable foundation and you have a long-term partner, they begin to get like, entitled. You take such good care of them, they get entitled, and then they don't pull their weight, and they don't stay vigilant in delivering the same amount of like giving and putting into the relationship that they used to, they kind of get like, get you real used to it. And that's been a problem. Um, I think sometimes one or the other of us have felt like, mm, you know, you're, you're not really contributing enough anymore to this. It's not really working for me. And that does happen too. Mm-hmm. Um, we tend to not have a lot of different partners, although in the last year or two, too. I've really enjoyed having some partners where we test in for the weekend, right? Because mm-hmm. I want to have more diversity of experiences. It makes me better at my job and it's joyful. And I like the variety. I need that variety and novelty. So yeah. I don't know. I don't know if that answers
3: some of your questions about yes, what open Thank, is like. you.
0: thank yeah. you so much for sharing that.
3: Yeah. yeah. What are some of your favorite tips for people who are in a monogamous relationship, plan on keeping it monogamous, but want that variety over long periods of time.
2: Yeah. So I started out 20 years ago, working on orgasm techniques, pleasuring techniques, sex techniques, if you will. And then I realized that people need bedroom communication skills. That's the conscious part of it. Mm -hmm. So I started working on how do you know what you want? So you can ask for it. How do you ask for it without worrying that you're going to get rejected? How do you ask for it without making the other, you know, making your lover feel like they're doing something wrong? You know, how do you have a constant, really confident flow of communication where you can ask for anything you want and you can think up ideas and do all those things. And then I realized that actually the third leg of that stool is that, you know, like sex techniques are no good unless you have good communication skills, but neither of those work if your parts are broken. And most people actually really begin to treasure their sexuality, those who do care about their sexuality, they begin to treasure it in their forties and fifties. And that's when their bodies start to have some problems. Women have painful sex, men have erectile dysfunction, these things have loss of lubrication, uh, inability to achieve orgasm as quickly as we used to. And so I got into the third leg of the stool, which would be called, you know, sexual wellness, intimate health. I also call it sexual biohacking. Biohacking is taking where you are and making it even better, like one of the things I've been doing is actually working on making my clitoris bigger, which we can park <laughs> a lot and come back to if you want to. I'll just finish the concept. I'll just drop a few things out there and um then there's sexual regenerative therapies, which a lot of people like right in my inbox today, a woman emailed me and she's like Here's what's going on with with me. What do you think I should do? And of course, I'm not a doctor, but I've done all these things to myself as a biohacker and doing a lot of regenerative treatments to myself because at 61 you do age. So just like I do, you know, a facelift or lasering or PRP or whatever these things, you know, getting facials, whatever it might be that I do. Um, I'm also taking care of my genitals. So I do things like the Femi Wave acoustic wave treatment. My husband gets the Gaines Wave treatments. We've done PRP into our genital systems. Um, we use red light therapy, photobiomodulation. I was talking about the, the red light beds that I love to lie in. And so I've been able to turn back the clock on aging of my genitals. My my genitals look beautiful. They're super responsive. They're highly orgasmic. I love my vulva. It's stunning. It's truly, (laughs) truly beautiful. And I want women and men, I want people across the gender spectrum to be like, Doesn't my penis look unbelievable? Isn't my (laughs) vulva so beautiful? I mean, you can really, really do things that make it work ever better and look even more beautiful to you. And just, you can begin to love your vulva as this gift that gives you just incredible pleasure. And so that's the kind of sexual wellness piece of things that is the third leg of the stool. But then what I realized, and this is the answer to your question, is that what I think people really like for me is not necessarily just how do I have a female ejaculatory orgasm? How do I have a prostate orgasm? How do I whatever? It's what can we do that's super fucking fun? and so I've come up with I have a brand new thing I just wrote that really took me two decades to get to the point where I could create this with the level of experience that it takes in the trenches every day and it's called the sex life bucket list it's at sexlifebucketlist.com so that's easy to find and it's a downloadable pdf that has 48 erotic play dates on it so I've come up with 48 Fucking fun things you can do in the bedroom, yeah. many of which you can do solo pleasuring, most of all of which you can also do with a partner. So, whether you're with a partner or not, if you're lucky enough to have a partner and you want one, yay, do them together because that's what reverses that monotony of monogamy and brings the variety, the novelty, the adventure, the excitement into your sex life so that you can have, you can do new things all the time. My husband and I, even after. 30 years this year, we still are doing new things together that we've never done before.
1: What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your
2: passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in
1: every single day. So what makes a life a good one?
0: That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be.
2: The beauty about sex is I always joke that if sex were a brand, its tagline would be sex. There's always something more. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Wow. oh my
0: gosh um i would love to hear about the the big clit energy p- piece of this where it was like you know why and how yeah, would it be yeah. beneficial to get your clitoris bigger
2: yeah how does that work well your clitoris i hate to tell you this I'm very sorry to inform you that your clit is shrinking right the fuck now. I mean, it's a bummer. And by the way, if you are a male, if you're a penis owner, same goes for you. By the time you hit 40, your body is like the minute you see a wrinkle on your face, you're starting to atrophy. You're starting the long, slow decline to your planned obsolescence in the universe. (laughs) And I'm fighting against that with all my will. (laughs) and the, uh, when, when you're wrinkling, you're desiccating, you know, how old people are super tiny. They get little like Jimmy and Rosalind Carter. Like they look like miniature humans now, right? They're like in their nineties. I think Jimmy might've just passed, but anyway, um, it's really interesting that everything shrinks. And the problem is that as our, as our vulvas shrink and our vaginas atrophy our and our estrogen diminishes, everything gets thinner and smaller. Mm-hmm. and our male body partners' penises begin to shrink. They have less nighttime erections. They have less blood flow. They start to get atherosclerosis. And if they eat a lot of sugar, they've got insulin resistance, you know, or they drink a lot of booze. And so their dicks get smaller. So they now you've got a little dick inside a, a, a vagina that's actually getting bigger because the w- walls are thinning. And you can't <laughs> feel the grip anymore, so you can't have these great orgasms. By the way, I want to say that orgasms are a learned skill. All bodies can have 20 kinds of orgasms and that orgasms from intercourse very specifically are simply a learned skill. And if you haven't had one, you can definitely not only have one, but learn to basically come the entire time you're having intercourse. So for most people, they are in the mode of intercourse. And a lot of women think, oh, I'm just not the kind of person who can have one. And that is, that's incorrect. That's not good data. I am here to tell you that you can learn how, and if you're with a male-bodied partner as a woman, he's going to want that and you're going to want it. It's close. It's beautiful. And so I want to really encourage people to know that you can, you can, Cross that gasm chasm, close that orgasm gap between how easy it is for a male bodied partner and how hard it seems for a female bodied partner. Because what's happened is we've been rushing intercourse our whole lives because our male bodied partners are ready to go in two to three minutes. And it takes us 20 to 30 minutes to be fully, give ourselves full clitoral erections. So with things like Femi wave, gains wave, penis pumping, clit pumping, PRP, red light therapy, these simple things, nitric oxide supplementation, which gets blood flow back to the pelvic bowl, all that erectile tissue. If you, think about, if you think about a penis as a banana and half of a penis is sticking out of a guy's body, but he's got 50% more penis that goes in and down. It's the buried part of the shaft. That whole banana is erectile tissue. If I opened up the banana and I took out what was inside, just pulled it right out of there and pretended it was like Play-Doh. And I turned it into a, a donut with a point at the top. And then I pulled the skin off your vulva and popped it right inside there all around your vaginal canal. That's how much erectile tissue we have, but it's kind of buried in there in nooks and crannies. It's three different erectile systems and they take a little longer for the blood flow to come in. Plus guys start off hornier than women. Guys start off with testosterone, morning blooms, erections, you know, they're watching porn, they're jerking off every day. We women, we're not we don't have that, all of those things, plus that fast acting blood flow. And so we start behind our male body partners. They don't know that because they don't live in our body. We're people pleasers and societally conditioned to like give pleasure. And so we end up having intercourse way too fast. We never achieve that kind of full engorgement. And so we can't, we, we don't have literally there when we're, having sex with a not erect let's call it a clitoris although it's clitoral urethral perineal structures there it's let's just call it the erectile system of our own vulva when we rush that it's flaccid and small if it gets full of blood and engorged and turned on and, and erect it has way more surface area to send way more pleasure signals to our brain our biggest sex organ to help us have these great orgasms. And so I think the biggest piece of advice that I can give anyone is you can learn how to come. You got to give it the stim you got to give your body the stimulation she needs. And every time you have intercourse and you don't get it. I jokingly say she's shooting out your yoni's shooting out a brick building the wall to your future sexless relationship you know? like every fucking time she's penetrated before she's ready she's pissed it makes her not like sex it makes her not be able to come and it makes her shoot a brick out to build that wall between you and your pleasure that's why women get to menopause and they're like i never want to have sex again this is bullshit It's because they've had shitty sex their whole life and mm. they they're tired they're too tired for sex. Your libido is the other side of the same coin as your general health. How how good you feel is how horny you are. Right. Oh my gosh, you are
0: like a magical orgasm fairy. Like just looking at you, it looks like you have been sent to the heavens. People you have to look at the YouTube video just at a glance because it is so funny. your background alpha, everything. It's just just pure magic. So thank you. You are truly
3: a magical fairy, a magical butterfly. Yes Quit Fairy. <laughs> Clint Bestowing
2: fairy. orgasms upon everyone. <laughs> <You really do. laughs> an oh orgasm from you. Here's a scorching one for you. <laughs> oh, would you like a an orgasm? Here you go.
0: <laughs> um how okay, so the fact that, you know, let's say I I'm married to a man. So let's say, you know, he's ready to rock in a couple minutes. It might yeah. take me 20 minutes or something. Yeah. What do you do in those 20 minutes of time? Would you recommend to make mm-hmm. sure you're both kind of ready? Like how do you balance that if somebody's ready to go and maybe potentially could lose it and somebody's not even there yet? What well, he can gain it take? back.
2: So right. men can lose it and gain it back, lose it and gain it back, lose it and gain it back. You don't have to worry about that. Even old dudes can do that so just because he's got a hard on big fucking deal you got a hard on you do that all day long you do that all night long you know what i mean like yeah. there'll be another train coming Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. so that's number one is it's not your job to fuck a hard dick right it's Ooh, not I, like I hope i can say these things on your show yes.
3: absolutely yeah i figured you're not, so you're very good yeah.
2: <laughs> i've listened to a few episodes but they weren't super dirty so i was like okay
3: girls <laughs> let's see fine. how
2: we do so um here's here's some things i like to do um so i i mentioned that i'm in my 60s and um so for me my uh my foreplay starts off with my my partner rubbing some pain cream into whatever hurts <laughs> 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 because I'm always working out. I'm always hurting myself. I'm always like, Oh, I, I I flipped that tire and hurt my, you know, elbow joint, or I went down the big sky ski slope and tore my ACL or whatever. I'm always doing something because I'm active. And so rubbing pet. we sit and we chittery chat. I need chittery chat. I need, I can't just be like, let's jump in bed and fuck. I'm just can't, yeah. even though I'm horny and I want to, I'm not there yet. And so a lot of times it's like massage and things like that. Then I like making out. I like my partner to play with my breasts and nipples and give me some nipple gasms and give me some mouth gasms from kissing. I like to stroke his cock while we're making out and he's playing with my boobs and kissing me. I like to have Yoni massages. So yoni- you guys know what the word Yoni is? Mm-mm. I heard it. You heard it. It's, yeah. it's your pussy y-o-n-i yoni it's a tantric love sanskrit for those of you who care and it's a tantric love making word for the female genital system the dick is the lingam so it's a yoni and the lingam got it and i like it because it's like my little yoni it sounds like <laughs> it also sounds reverential and it sounds better than vulva And we can't use vagina anymore because that's patriarchal. That's just the pocket inside us. You know, it's not all the parts we need stimulated in addition to the vagina. Mm -hmm. And the vagina is not an inside out dick that just wants. That's a part of what we want, but we need to think about our vagina as a pocket and all of the internal parts of us inside all in that pocket love to be stimulated. It's, we don't want the friction in and out of the hole. We want the penis to be like a heart tongue. We want it to lick us with love in there. So I like to get a yoni massage always as a part of my foreplay. And I like it to be like, lay down, butterfly my legs. My partner sits there. He gets a lot of warm coconut oil on his hands. He puts his body, his hands on my body and he grounds me. I like him to tell me or her to tell me three things they love about me. I always want to hear more adoration to kind of get me feeling desired by my partner. Mm-hmm. And I want my belly rub to relax me, my thighs and groin. And then I want the Mons, the outer labia, all of that way before any clitoral shaft or tip or inner labia are touched. Basically, I tell men especially to use the bullseye touch technique to work from the outside in. You know, we don't need. Any more fucking pussy grabbers in this universe? They should all be banished to Mars. They should get on the dick, the dick machine with Elon and go to fucking Mars, kick them all off the planet. Pussy grabbers, be gone. You are no longer welcome by the Yoni tribe.
3: Right? Agreed. Yes. Jesus. But
2: remember, the guys do that because they just want you to touch their dick right away. Guys are all like, "Touch touch my dick, 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 touch my dick right away. They need that. And so that's why kissing when you're stroking his cock while he's playing with your boobs and making out with you. It calms him down and slows him down because he's a racehorse. He's all like, (laughs) (laughs) that's how he wakes up every morning. Like (laughs) that's testosterone where women are all like, I don't know. Do you think I'm cute? I'm not sure. I've got a lot on my mind. I don't know. You know, that's how we are. And so guys need to turn around to come back and get us. And they need to do the bullseye touch and work their way from the outside in. Stroke our hair. Hold us. Play with our breasts. Kiss our neck. Kiss our cheek. Kiss our eyelids. Grab our buns. You know, mm-hmm. Um So yoni massage really gets me going. gives me my first, you know, 20, 30 orgasms from that. And then I might want to do oral pleasuring. I might want to do 69. I might want to get my pussy eaten. I might want to use a vibrator. I might want to ride his cock. I might want him to fuck me doggy style. I might want to go back to doing some more oral. I might want to have another vibrator break and give myself a couple more orgasms while he's playing with my boobs. I might want to laugh, take a break. get some, get some kefir or some kombucha, um, (laughs) change the playlist, grab some fresh, more fresh towel. You know, like I like it to be just listen to my Yoni, my little Yoni. What does Yoni want? We're both a slave to her. She's in charge. When you give Yoni the reins, then you start having really good sex. When you allow yourself to never fake it, not even moan till the moans come out. Then you know your true turn on when you give yourself permission to just take your fucking time and ask for what you need. Then things get super hot and sexy because you actually get to your full arousal capacity.
3: Yeah, the way you're describing your sex, it does sound so relaxed in terms of time. Like you are taking your time, You're taking kombucha breaks, you know, these (laughs) things that people would never even, I think in general, wouldn't think to do, but isn't the male refractory period, like are the men you're having sex with having multiple orgasms the way that you are?
2: Men can have full body orgasms once they realize that they can disconnect their ejaculation from their orgasm. They're two separate systems. It's the same reason why we can we could squirt. We can have female ejaculatory experiences that were like, wow, like a whole bunch of water just came out of my yoni. But the orgasm was like a minute before that. How, how is that? It's because they're actually two separate systems. So mm-hmm. a lot of men, one of the programs that I, that I have with Jim Benson, who's a wonderful men's Tantra trainer, is called Multi-Orgasmic Lover for Men. And it teaches men how to slow down their urge to ejaculate, get unlimited stamina. They can last as long as they want to without ejaculating. They can ejaculate when they want to. We call it ejaculatory choice and they can begin to and the first step is connecting their cock to their heart they can begin to feel those orgasms that they would have felt by ejaculating just by running that energy up into their body instead of out their dick so for your listeners who are like how do i learn that you can go to stallionsecret.com and there's a video where jim and i explain how to become a multi orgasmic man who has unlimited stamina, ejaculatory choice, et cetera. So they can have an ejaculation whenever they want. We're not saying, don't ejaculate. We're saying, ejaculate when you want to or when she begs you to because mm-hmm. <laughs> they like that. they like they like to be requested to let go so that they know that they've lasted as long as you want them to, and they know that they are welcome inside you and that they are that their semen is appreciated. even super good for us. So if you are fluid bonded to a partner and you're using contraception, that is like, I, I prefer the non-medicated IUD or the fertility awareness method trackers. Those are the two best things. So you're not pumping yourself up with a bunch of hormones that are going to ruin your gallbladder and your smell of men and you know your whole hormone profile for the rest of your life uh, with birth control pills, which I don't, I just don't think are are good a good idea, Um, then you can enjoy the ejaculation inside you. And it gives you serotonin, mood lifting, it gives you zinc for cognitive function, it gives you testosterone, which makes you feel more strong, stable, powerful, confident and horny, which is nice. Mm -hmm. Um, So there's just a lot luteinizing hormone keeps your periods regular, you know, we, if you are in a male female Pair bond, it it is very synergistic. Not that not being in that is any different. There's lots of benefits to all bonds and all love. So, mm-hmm. but I'm just saying that you know, for most people are in male female pair bonds, and and it's healthy. Yeah. Wow.
0: I thought that was a myth that it was good for you. A, I thought that <laughs> was you. the dudes made up to <laughs> trick you into doing all kinds of shit with their semen. That is <laughs> mind blowing. That wow. I really had no idea. Are there any other benefits to the male or female organi- orgasm that we just might not know about because maybe some people need that to help them prioritize orgasm into their day-to-day or their life whether they have a partner or not.
2: Yeah, I would say probably the number one thing that you get in addition to the ben- those benefits is a uh, generation of oxytocin, which is a hormone. It's called love hormone often, but what it really the thing that I like about oxytocin it, I'm already so close to my partners. It's like, I'm not sure I could be any closer. We're practically one limbic Borg at this point. We've (laughs) had so much time to just like drop in and connect our nervous systems. Yeah. We're like the avatar with the, you know, the, the beast Mm -hmm. they ride and the rider, you know, where we're like, we just knit our little tentacles together. (laughs) So, I mean, when you go out to the far reaches of orgasmic, you know, potential and possibility, you are limbically connected, you're both having the orgasm together. Um, But the oxytocin makes you less pissed off at everybody else. It's which we need in America today, because everybody's (laughs) pissed at everybody. And and for good reason, goddammit, you know. (laughs) (laughs) So it's interesting that the oxytocin, it just makes you less annoyed with it's like irk be gone in a bottle, you know, it's like less annoyed with everyone when you have more oxytocin. So there's a benefit beyond just what's in your own household of having great sex. (laughs) And then the second thing is that there are neurotransmitter and hormonal cascades, endocrine cascades that happen. Uh, Everything from the prolactin that happens when you kind of let down and start connecting and you're eyes might water and your mouth might water and your breasts feel a little fuller and your pussy starts to lubricate you know that's that's a good hormone cascade and um so those are those are things but here's my favorite reason to have sex now this may not you guys are probably about half my age and so you this may not be as important to you yet but In your 60s, this gets really fucking important. And that is that there was a study done of 3,500 people who looked at photos of people between the ages of 18 and 80 and guessed their age. And there was this group of people, there was this group of photographs that they called the super young. And they finally figured out the correlation where everyone guessed them 10 years younger than their actual age and guessed all the other people close to their actual ages but these super young group it turns out the thing they had in common was that they had intimate connection three times a week oh, so if you want to look young oh have intimate connection and start to have some fabulous orgasms and it'll make you look young
0: wow oh, <laughs> that is incredible That's good
2: tragic. enough right like i don't need to do any more science we're done now right yeah <laughs>
3: This is so interesting. Um, you mentioned squirting, and yeah. I feel like there are always so much so many misconceptions, so much yes. mystery around squirting. Yeah. So, are is everybody capable of mm-hmm. squirting? And if so, what is that fluid? Because yeah. some people are like, "Oh, it's pee." Some people say it's a combination of pee and a different type of fluid. Mm-hmm. I've heard that some people just genetically don't even have that certain. F- part that can make you squirt it's just a lot of a lot of confusion out it's here so funny
2: squirt. how much confusion there is around that um okay so now we're gonna be on video as well as audio yes we're on youtube where what's your youtube um handle a self-helpless podcast okay so it's self-helpless podcast so i want you to go to to the video channel now because i'm going to be showing some pictures um, I love this, it this
3: is the sex ed that we yes. wanted to have <laughs> yes.
2: this is squirting ed 201 kids Shit the <laughs> hell down and listen up now I'm gonna tell you the real things so this this is a vulva and I'd love to tell you all the parts of it but what I really the thing I want to say about the vulva is don't just touch the clit and stick your dick in touch the whole thing activate all of the pussy because that's how you finally get these fantastic orgasms so allow yourself to learn how to stay in the sensation of all the pleasure that you're creating from all that touch now i'm going to peel away the skin and here's what's underneath remember when i showed you the banana earlier and i said take the take the banana out of the banana skin that's your dick That's the erectile tissue and then make it into a circle that comes to a point. This is the banana. This is the, all of the erectile tissue that comes to a point. Mm -hmm. And essentially that little red tube is the vaginal pocket. Mm -hmm. And I don't like to call it a canal because it's not an inside out penis. It is more like a pocket. And I'm thinking about even changing this image so it doesn't look so much like a tube because I think it's a misnomer. It's really just like a little cave in there, a little squishy muscle in there. And this is the clitoral structure, this is the urethral structure, and this is the perineal structure. And those three spongy tissues are the bananas amount of erectile tissue that we have same size as our guys' dicks in our pussies. And this is the clitoral tip, the glands. It has ten thousand nerve endings. This is the shaft, which gets a boner. (laughs) This is these are the arms or crura. They actually go back and in a little bit. And these are the vestibular bulbs or legs of the clitoris. And those are underneath each side of the outer labia, underneath your pubic hair on each side of the opening to your your vulva. And the opening is called the vestibule. So when you Open the little pussy lips, the little inner labia. That's the vestibule, and then this is where your pee comes out. Mm-hmm. It's called the urethral exit, and it's covered in a sponge like a pool noodle. You know those noodles you whack each other in the pool with, and mm-hmm. your kids do, and they drive you crazy, and you want to whack them back. And <laughs> so those—that's the urethral sponge. That's not—that's not the G spot. It's called a G spot. It's not a spot. It's a long tube. I'm going to show you another picture of it in a minute. I'm going to blow it up and then down here's the perineal sponge so here's your vaginal opening in the and the pocket and it's completely surrounded by tissue that is flaccid until you're aroused and then plumps up when you have good blood flow when the blood comes into your pelvic bowl when you start to get turned on kissing play with your nipples gets it started and then all the blood starts coming down into your pelvic bowl the 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 blood plasma seeps through your vaginal mucosal lining, the skin of your vagina, and wets it because it's it's a muscle, not a gland. It doesn't self-lubricate. So it needs the blood flow. It needs the turn on. It needs the relaxation. All arousal begins in relaxation. You have to let it flow. And to let it flow, you have to be relaxed. And so that lubricates. And then it also seeps down into this little chamber, which is also where the pee comes out. And it comes down through the skein's glands. Here's a blow up of the urethral or this is the G spot. (laughs) It's not a spot. It's a giant tube. Um. And the G spot, if you will, or the urethral sponge has these skein's glands. The blood plasma seeps into these glands. You have a contraction and then fluid comes out, sometimes just a little wetness sometimes a little spring bubbling up from the earth, sometimes an actual little squirt. And sometimes you're like, shit, that was a liter of fluid that just came out of me. It, you can build up more fluid as you learn to let go and allow this to happen. And as you're more relaxed, more turned on, and you get the stimulation that you need, you and all women can ejaculate. We all are capable of it. And I want to make two more analogies for you. The first one is that men both urinate and ejaculate out of their penis, correct? Mm -hmm. Well, they're not pissing inside us. They're ejaculating. We ejaculate and we urinate out of our urethral canal. Ours just goes inside our body and exits at the end. Theirs goes down the length of their penis and exits. It's the same exact part. Works the same exact way. We both have a little muscle that controls whether we're peeing or we're ejaculating. After I ejaculate a whole bunch, which I learned how to do at 42. I just literally learned how to do it. And then I was like, I need to teach everybody how to do this. (laughs) So I worked with Tallulah Sulis and she'd be great to have on your show. She is a squirtologist and she wrote my program, Female Liquid Orgasm. And uh, there's some free gifts on that page, femaleliquidorgasm.com. And so it, it teaches you all the different techniques that you need to ejaculate. And If you, when you ejaculate a whole bunch, interestingly enough, afterward, you also pee like a racehorse. So there's all this pee left inside you that's been held in your bladder as your body is kind of moving all that fluid down into your pelvic bowl. You're peeing after you ejaculate. You haven't peed at all. And also, if you're the person with the genetic snip that says, my pee stinks when I have asparagus, your ejaculate doesn't smell like asparagus. But later, if you peed, it would smell like asparagus. So these are a number of things that, that can give you some comfort that learning how to ejaculate is natural. All women can do it. It's not urine. And it feels so good. There's just something about, talk about big clit energy. <laughs> when you are like squirting all over the bed with a, with yourself or a partner You can do it to yourself. And in female liquid orgasm, we show you different techniques to do it to yourself. Um, I love sometimes to just allow my, give myself the pleasure of letting go of my feminine waters, my divine nectar. And sometimes I love to do it with partners. And I've often found that it will sneak up and surprise me. Like I can work on squirting. I can make myself squirt. I can get to that point with the stimulation that I need but sometimes I just want to, and other times it just happens. And my partners are like, wow, you must've just been so turned on. That was, when that just ran, when that came out of you and ran down my body, it was so sexy. So people generally really enjoy it once they get comfortable with it and understand that it's just a natural part of our sexuality. Okay,
3: so I have so many questions. (laughs) Me
2: too. I can come back. You can say, you, you know, we don't, have, Rome wasn't built in a day, uh, but I'm, I definitely am happy to return anytime.
3: <laughs> oh my gosh. We've got another about 10 minutes. Um, yeah, yeah. If that's okay with you. Yeah, you... yeah. Sure,
2: sure, sure. I'm here for you.
3: Yeah. Um, 100%. So you're saying that the squirting is coming through your urethra. Yeah. But it's from a different gland than when you get wet actually in your vagina.
2: Yeah, that's right. They're two separate things. Your vaginal lubrication comes from blood plasma recruited down through the vaginal mucosal lining, wets the lining and makes your pussy wet. And the female ejaculation comes down through your urethral linings, which are called skein's glands. Um, They're these little tubes that shunt the fluid from the plasma all surrounding your pelvic bowl into the urethral canal, they're little tubes.
3: So everybody can squirt.
2: Everybody can squirt. Every human being can squirt because men ejaculate and women ejaculate. People across the gender spectrum with any
3: parts can can ejaculate. Oh, my God. This is so, okay. So what are some things, I'm such a competitive person because now I'm like, well, I want to learn how to squirt. (laughs) I want you to Um, learn how to (laughs) (laughs) squirt. So what are things that you can do to specifically trigger that area to be able to squirt?
2: Yeah, mostly. um, So I have a toy guide. It's at gspotjoy.com. And it comes with a video that I did that's explicit. You can choose to view it or not. That shows you how to use G-Spot tools, wands and toys and vibrators. Because the manufacturers don't make explicit videos to show you how to use their shit. So I basically created that for people to just have. I can't put it on YouTube. I can't, you know, that I can't put it anywhere. So, and I don't put things on pornography because I feel like I'm an anti-porn person. I'm for passionate lovemaking, not performative stuff that guys want to jerk off to. And so, um, and I know there's some female porn and all that stuff, I understand, but I'm just, you know, like really focused on sexy sex ed. As a matter of fact, one of my most popular products is something called the Steamy Sex Ed Video Collection. I'll give it to you guys. I'll give you everything I have. I'll give you all the things I'm mentioning. Of <laughs> <Thank> course. <you. laughs> sure. Yeah. It's it, And what it is, is eight videos that show over 200 lovemaking, pleasuring techniques. They start with Genital massage for him and her, then sexual genital massage. So the warm up, and then then the how to touch for orgasm, sex positions, as well as oral pleasuring for him and oral pleasuring for her. And I think get, when you watch that, you're like, Jesus, how could I have never thought of these things? Like I've been fucking for like a decade, and I've never done ninety percent of these things. There's a lot of really good techniques you can learn, which is nice. So for for how you learn to ejaculate there's a couple of basics the first is that you have to be relaxed and with a trusted partner so that you can let go it's easier to learn how to do it it's easier honestly easier to learn how to do it with a partner because it's like scratching your back you can scratch your own back but it just doesn't feel as good it's so much better if someone rubs your foot or scratches your back for you It rubs your clit and your G-spot for you. So the G-spot is inside the vagina, right at the entrance, just like the prostate is pretty much right at the entrance to the anus. And it it likes more pressure than it likes stimulation, friction. It doesn't like that friction. But it's a moving target because you're running on a 28-day cycle with the moon and you're your vulva is constantly changing, you know, just like your vagina is different every day. Sometimes it's got very little fluid. Sometimes it's got a lot of fluid. Sometimes the fluid is yellowier and pastier. Sometimes it's whiter. You know how it's always changing? Mm -hmm. Well, all the parts in your vulva are always changing too. So where the quote unquote spot is 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 different all the time, but oh, it's
3: interesting. Mostly,
2: it's mostly a hookup around the front of the pelvis. There's, they call it the geno, genoclitoral urinary genital clitoral complex or something like that. That's a fancy new term for the, like the, the nexus of the clit hood and sha- the shaft and the arms and the beginning of the legs and the urethral sponge. There's like right a, right inside there, right inside of upper top of the vagina, there's just all these nerves and tissue and, you know, all that stuff, but it moves around because you're, sometimes you're more fluffed up and sometimes you're more flaccid and, you know, it's like all that stuff. So you have to really be communicative with your partner about where it is. And often they're way too far back. They think the G-spot's like way in there and it's not. So it's much more forward and up, forward Mm -hmm. and up. And it wants some stimulation that is different all the time, but, you know, pretty much pressure. And it's really nice if you can do blended orgasms where you're getting the pressure on the G-spot with clitoral stimulation and sending loving energy between the fingers through the tissue. So you're getting that whole thing going. Um, Adding nipple stimulation is incredible. As well. Putting a vibrator on your clip while you're getting your G spot stimulated is really nice. I mean, there's just a lot of approaches to doing it. Mm-hmm. And I recommend trying them all. Yeah. <laughs> Why
0: not?
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: So let's say somebody's tuning in right now and they are so excited to learn that they can have orgasms, they can squirt, they can do all these things, but they've been trying and they, they have never even had their first orgasm. They don't know what they're doing wrong or what's going on. Mm -hmm. What do you find is usually the reason why, um, somebody, you know, with female genitalia is not able to give themselves an orgasm?
2: Oh, I think it's just, um, mostly it's just, you have to, you know, you just kind of have to fuck around and find out you got to play with yourself a lot and, um, they kind of psych themselves out or they're worried, you know, and all of those things make it even harder. Um, the best thing to do, one of the things I'm writing, a, I'm writing a couple of books right now. I'm, I've am i just launched, I'm just launching the quiet vibe guide. Um, I don't know if it'll be out in time for this, but, it, but it's, uh, it's going to be at quiet guide.com. And it's, um, 10 of the most quiet toys that are out there. I honestly feel like, For most women, there's a couple of things. One, noisy stuff is, it gets you out of your turn on. If you have roommates, it makes it hard to relax. You've got to be relaxed and you've got to be thinking like super sexy thoughts. It's very important to also think about what turns you on. And don't be embarrassed that the thing that you think about, the fantasies that you use to masturbate are things you'd never do with a partner in real life. That's what fantasy is. That's why it's called fantasy. It's not Mm. called reality. So I want you to just think of like the dirtiest thing that turns you on and really (laughs) explore that. Um, because that will really help you get turned on, play with your breasts and nipples yourself, think sexy thoughts, and then use your toys on yourself. Well, I mean, I use a regular toothbrush, but I also use an oral irrigator and an electric toothbrush. Like Sex toys are awesome. They help you come use them. They don't wear you out or make you dependent on them. Because the next book that I'm writing is orgasmic cross training. There's seven different kinds of sex toys for women. And I'm also writing a book for men. There's seven different kinds of sex toys for women that activate the erectile tissue in different ways so that you get that full pussy heart on. You're not, I'm not even, I mean, clitoral hard-on is just the tip of the iceberg. You really want like everything plumped and puffed. You want to be like Michelin man down there. You want to be like, <laughs> you know, like you're sitting on a cushion, you know? And the when you use different types of vibrators and sex toys, it helps you expand that, create the neural pathways to your biggest sex organ, your brain, and helps you finally get to the point where you start to come. The clitoral suckers, the air stimulators like the womanizer satisfier is one. The liquors like the Volta from Fun Factory is another. The um Vim, the new wand from Fun Factory, amazing. Like if you've never had an orgasm, just start with the Vim from Fun Factory. It's incredible it is a next generation wand it's not your mommy's old massage wand it's it's really good it penetrates with a deep vibration into all that tissue and gets it filled with blood so that it gets your clit really good you know so there's that the the kind of big wand vibrator there's a g-spot wand that i love it's kind of a dildo with a soft tip that vibrates it's called the curve from hot octopus that's a super good one you can use a g-spot wand like a stainless steel wand that you can warm up in the sink in warm water and use in your g area that's the enjoy pure wand is a really nice one for that Um, there, there are bullet vibes that are really nice. Like the Tango X from Wow Tech is a really good bullet vibe. There's, um, a combination that I love called the Duo from Womanizer. That's a G-spot vibrator with a clit sucker. That thing, (laughs) that blows your, that's the one when you're done, your hair's like shooting straight out of your head, you know? (laughs) that's a really good one um here's one let me see do I have them here I don't have it here but I'll give you an example of one I don't have it right here because I didn't I didn't know we were going to do a show and tell I can come back and do a whole show and tell um (laughs) this one is very similar this one is a thruster or pulsator it uses a magnet to go back and forth you can put this inside your vagina and it will stimulate all of the tissue up inside your vagina. It's a rabbit-style thruster. And so it t- it has a, a little motor out here and a little motor inside, a big motor inside here with magnets. So it's vibrating inside your vagina and on your clitoral structure externally, your and your urethral structure. That's like your G-spot number two in the vestibule where that little urethral tube ends where your pee comes out, that's all G-spot tissue too. So, this is like a really, really good type of a thing, a rabbity type of a vibrator that is also a thruster or pulsator, especially if you're one of those women who's like, I really want to cross the gasm chasm chasm with, org- with intercourse orgasms. I've never had one. I'm determined now that I've heard Susan Bratton tell me all women can do it. I'm doing it. <laughs> These are the kinds of things that work really well the, the rabbit lady by, miss by, or the pulsators with the the rabbit things all from fun factory.
0: One that I think is important to mention just because this, this is all about the female orgasm. If somebody tuning in right now, whether you know they're trans or non-binary, they have female genitalia, but maybe they do not. Um, it's not what they want, but they still want to experience pleasure, you know, sex, all of that. Is there anything that you can share with them around that or direct them to um you know if they're tuning into this episode
2: i'd say the brand hot octopus is a really really good brand for all bodies they're right. very trans folk supportive and they have a wide variety of devices that work on across the genital spectrum So um, that's the brand that I would recommend for self-pleasuring as well as incorporating all of these toys. Remember when I was talking about my sex date and I was like, and then I give myself a few orgasms with this thing. And then I give myself a few orgasms. You know, we have such an incredible capacity for orgasm. And even if our male body partners are still in the, well, I just have my one and done and I'm working on becoming a multi-orgasmic man, but honey, I want you to have as many orgasms as you can in whatever ways you can. And I will just support and assist. Sometimes I just lay back against my partner and they play with my boobs while I put my vibrator on my yoni various ones and have some orgasms and then I'm have some energy to do some more things with them so I really want to encourage people to use the toys they are tools that help with your expanding your orgasmic capacity in solo pleasure and partner play did I forget anything? I might have, but I think I covered a lot. That'll get you started. Yes. That'll get you started. Okay. Yes. Get so, you started. so play with toys. Activate your pussy. Get all that tissue going. Think super dirty thoughts. Play with your nipples you
3: will come, my girl. Do not worry.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh! Amen Susan, to that.
3: yeah, Bro. we really. I would love to have you back on. because yes. <laughs> uh, I really do feel like we did just. There, there's just so much to talk about it's in a this vast world. landscape. Yes. Please um, plug anything that you would like for for people <laughs> to be able to find your resources to purchase your book, anything like that.
2: Sure. Well, I. You don't have to buy anything from me. I just like to give people as much as they want. I mean, if you buy something from me, that's great, but it's not necessary. I love to give things away too. So I I think I gave you Sex Life Bucket List, G-Spot Joy, Female Liquid Orgasm. Uh, If you get any of those things, if you go into any of those and you opt in with your email address, you'll get on my Sex Tips newsletter. That way you can reply to any email. And if you have a question for me, you can email me and I'll answer it. This is what made me good was you asking me your questions. So um, there's that. And then you can also slide into my DMs at Susan Bratton. And you can also um, slide into my DMs on OnlyFans at Susan Bratton's OnlyFans.com slash Susan Bratton. Um, those are great places to get a hold of me. I, you know, I kind of answer them all. I'm at, I'm like at wherever you are. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, happy to help point you in the direction. Chances are, if you have a question, I have an answer and I can point you right to it because I've written thousands and thousands of articles, which are cataloged at personallifemedia.com. And, um, there's a there's like a search box at the top so you can search and find the stuff that I've written and then betterlover.com is really good too. I have a YouTube channel but I'm always worried about getting shut down so I have a backup at betterlover.com and there's a really good series of videos on there for free about how to cross the orgasm gap, um how to have orgasms from intercourse, how to have penetration orgasms, how to give yoni massages, passionate lovemaking step by step, all of those are on there as well. So incredible
0: yeah. amazing oh thank you so much sure. really yeah. appreciate it. <laughs> truly we'll have you back
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's my pleasure I have always you can tell I love doing this I mean I yes. just so, it's a joy for me so thank you for having me on and allowing me the opportunity to um, let your fans know there's so much more pleasure available to them
3: yeah oh thank you Susan nice holy shit <laughs> well I've never been so ready to have a guest back on oh. it's crazy when I have to like cut my I'm like well we're gonna do a two-hour episode if I don't stop asking questions so we just need to so, have her back on
0: it's just so many more questions I I, I just like you said I, I can't believe we're just finding all of this out in yeah. our thirties and how little information we have been given about our own bodies or maybe just information that wasn't um discovered yet because maybe it just wasn't important to people to try to figure it out yeah (laughs) oh yeah anyway that blew my mind i'm gonna be i'm gonna be thinking about that one for a while
3: (laughs) yeah go follow susan on all platforms she's clearly out here doing the research so let's let's learn from this one
0: absolutely yes <laughs>
3: um yes. we have an itunes review of the episode this is from ariel Serre. uh they say love i absolutely love the show <laughs> you are all amazing thank you for making this podcast it really helps me oh ariel thank you um, thank
0: you ariel i'm so glad to hear that it's helping yes it.
3: Yes. Uh, follow in Ariel's footsteps, guys. Please go leave us an iTunes review and a five-star rating. It just takes a couple seconds. It really helps the show. And then uh, you get a chance to have your review read on the show, which is always fun. Yes. Um, do you have a segment, Del? Um,
0: you know what? I literally two seconds before recording this podcast got back from a little trip with my family we went to uh, catalina island um oh. and it was really nice and yeah just hung out with my um my siblings and uh my stepmom and and all of that and yeah just lovely eating nice food and yeah. enjoying a beautiful view and i had a little bit too much fun which is why i was uh here two minutes before <laughs> <hitting> the <laughs> podcast because I had to, I had to sleep over at my dad's house because ah! I had a little bit too much fun in Catalina. I could not drive myself home. <laughs> um, so yeah, that that was just really nice. And um, it's just yeah, it's just crazy to think. About. There's such a big age gap with my siblings. I'm like yeah, um, 16 years older than one of them. I think 13, and then like 11 or 12 years older than. There's three of them, and how like we're just all best friends now. And you know when i was younger it's like i mean yes you can have best friends who are little kids you know but it's a very different type of friendship that now yeah. they're like all adults and it's just weird i don't know just weird how life happens that way where yeah. um you know things like change and friendships change and stuff and like even your relationships with your siblings can can change and it's like yeah it's just weird like oh i never had you guys as, as like best friends before like this there's yeah yeah it's just like one of those moments like yeah just life is weird and i had a really nice time
3: um
1: but yeah oh. so
0: what about you
3: oh, that's wonderful yeah. well i also i just flew back from costa rica yesterday Ooh. and had so cool. i think maybe my favorite vacation of my life my favorite trip of my life it was so incredible uh, i just i can't recommend taking a trip to Costa Rica enough. Anybody who's been there always seems to say that it's the most magical place they've been to. Everybody just raves about it. And I get why. It felt really good to truly unplug for a week. And I did a a waterfall hike and tour. We saw monkeys we just like did a million things and it was it was just amazing and while i was there uh, i also had my birthday and my special the hustler hit one million views on my birthday while i was in costa rica that's awesome on my birthday yeah so it, it hit a million views in a month of being out and i just i can't thank you guys enough for watching it for sharing it around it was such a special birthday and we got to watch our friends get married too that's the reason we went down there was for a wedding and it was it was amazing so oh that's awesome yeah yeah
0: i love it we both had good shits this episode good trips love it
3: yes (laughs) all right guys well yeah please uh head to kelseycook.com get tour date tickets for everything coming up there's there's just lots my fall is super packed out with dates
0: Beautiful. And you can head over to DelaneyFisher.com for my podcast over there, just about, you know, business and career stuff that doesn't feel like shit. That's pretty much the simple way to do it. Yeah. yeah, DelaneyFisher.com. We'd love to have you.
3: All right. Well, we will talk to you guys next week. Hope you have an awesome one. Bye. Bye.